What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Um, apologies for the delayed episode uh, for our uh, summary of the Formula One race in Monaco, but I came down with a bit of a cold again. I think it's still remnants of this fucking flu I've had. Anyway, you didn't. I couldn't have done it yesterday. I was just all sniffling and sneezing fits and all sorts. So I'm going to try and get through this without... Um, sneezing and snuffling all over you but I've kind of stopped that now so it's all right so what I am going to do though is have a little bit of medicinal whiskey well I'm really trying not to drink too much at the moment so I'm just going to have a tipple just to help the throat oh you know for for medicinal reasons um that is the only reason so <coughs> excuse me I might cough a bit but I'm going to try really hard not to um that's what the whiskey's for oh I can feel it doing all its beautiful good as we speak. So, Monaco Grand Prix. Well, I actually, <coughs> even though Monaco can be a bit of a procession sometimes because it's so difficult to pass and um, given the nature of the track, they just can be <laughs> a bit unexciting. But I was completely on the edge of my seat for 90% of the fucking race because of what happened in it. So, um, it's, uh yeah. I really enjoyed it, I have to say. Um, let me just bring up my results and I'll try and... I'll do this like I did last time because I think it worked quite well. I didn't get too distracted talking about the um, <coughs> going off on a tangent. So I'm going to read through the results first from the race results and then I'll go through and summarise what I thought of the race and what happened and all that kind of jazz. So the winner... Uh, P1, Lewis Hamilton, get in there, yes mate. Um, re- you, you know I'm a massive Lewis Hamilton fan, but um, so I'm always happy when he wins. So um, um, P2 uh, was Sebastian Vettel for Ferrari, really great job from him. Um, it's uh, considering how he he was just off the pace all weekend and couldn't get the balance of the car right and was really struggling and then put it in the wall in turn one in the third practice session. So he, you know, lost a whole hour of setup time. Um, for him to A, qualify where he did and then get this result is actually really good. And I think no one seems to be talking about how good a job he did because of obviously Ferrari's fuck-ups on the other side of the garage. So, yeah, um great job from Vettel so I'm a big Vettel fan as well um you know like I love them all fuck's sake they're just all awesome so um P3 uh Bottas good drive from him but I don't know you know bit of a I don't know not quite on it this weekend but still drove amazingly so well done to him man Max Verstappen in P4 I'll come back to that in a minute Pierre Gasly P5 Carlos Sainz P6 great result for him really well done uh, McLaren nailed the strategy which really helped him get to where he was. Uh, Daniel Kvyat, P7, and Alexander Albon, P8, both for Toro Rosso Honda. Um, great result for them as well. Um, Daniel Ricciardo, ninth. He should have been fifth, <laughs> basically, but um, Renault fucked up massively with the strategy. Roman Grosjean was 10th. Uh, um, again, very bold strategy, which is why he finished where he did. So well done to him. Um, especially what I'll come back to that as well. What he did from that first stint uh, before he changed his tyres was very impressive. And you got Lando Norris um, for McLaren P11. He was 
kind of the played the team role in this race. Again, I'll come back to that. Sergio Perez uh, in 12th for Racing Point. Not a great weekend for them. Nico Hülkenberg for Renault P13. Again, Renault messed up the strategy. And then Kevin, Mag- sorry, Kevin Magnussen for Haas Ferrari. Um, again, he should have been up in P6. <laughs> Basically, he should have finished, but they, they messed up strategy. Um, and then great result for George Russell um in p15 he actually beat lance stroll for mercedes racing point so really i mean that's a great that i mean even though he doesn't get any points it's still a really good result for him um and uh yeah so lance stroll p16 and p17 Kimi raikkonen and p18 robert kubica uh and actually then antonio giovanazzi p19 for Alfa Romeo um, not a, yeah he just it went a bit wrong for him actually so yeah so there's the results and then Charles Leclerc didn't finish he went out on lap 16 um, we can come back to that well let's start with that because that's kind of what dictated the whole race so obviously Leclerc was starting way down he got a really good start made up a couple of places as I said before he got straight past the Ferrari engine cars somehow um, and then he put in some stonking moves um he got round um, the casino hairpin. I think it's a casino hairpin. God, it might be called something else anyway. Um, that really slow hairpin, the famous really slow hairpin. He got round that, and um, uh, was that, I think that was science. He got round there, which was a really impressive move. And then um, he then for the next few laps, he was just behind um, Roman Grosjean at the time. And at Raskas on the inside, which is almost impossible, like you just cannot get get through there without causing a crash. He was taking this really tight line through Raskas, really tight to the apex, much tighter than you'd take it normally. And it seemed like what he was doing was just figuring out the grip and what he could do and where he could push and how he could take that line. And he did that for like two or three laps. And then he made this dive up the inside to Grosjean and came in literally two millimetres from hitting the, the inside curb, the inside barrier. And um, Grosjean was luckily on the ball and saw him coming and couldn't really do much about it. And he came out the inside and boom, straight past him. Really impressive. So the next up was Nico Hülkenberg in front of him. Um, and he tried to do the same thing again. I think it was on the next lap. And it all went a bit wrong at that point. He misjudged it. He got... His front wheel was past the barrier, but his, sec- his rear wheel clipped the barrier and that um, spun his car, bumped into Nico Hülkenberg, which caused a puncture for him. It also caused a puncture for um, uh, Leclerc. And what Leclerc should have done was come straight into the bits and change his tyres at that point and just lose the places and just try and come back again. But he didn't. He drove around a full lap again and he's got a puncture and he kept driving around the lap and rubber going everywhere the tire was falling apart and it started hitting his um he was going too quick and he um it starts um so the the tires just starts disintegrating and then as, as it's rotating bits come off it but are still kind of attached to the wheel and it was just hitting the um the floor just in front of the rear wheel and it was just disintegrating it basically and that's like a huge amount of downforce that you're losing if that happens and he came into the pits after that lap and they sent him back out on a new set of tires but um in the end it um he had to he had to leave you know stop the race he he, he couldn't continue it was just um excuse me uh, just too much damage what that did mean though that 
he sprayed loads of debris all over the track, like bits of tyre and carbon fibre from where his car was falling apart. So they had to safety car the race um, so they could clear all the debris. So that just caused this cascade of pit stops of everyone coming in, changing tyres, and it was just chaos. Um, sorry, medicine break. Um, so what happened was all the leaders came in, essentially uh, Hamilton... Verstappen, Vettel, Bottas all came in at once. Bottas kind of tried, he was in P2 at the time and slowed people down a bit so that he didn't have to wait too long in the pits. But he kind of almost slowed it down too much because what little gap he had to Vettel and Verstappen, they all came in together basically and it was just all three of them in the pits together and they all kind of pulled out at the same time. Red Bull did the stop of all stops and got um, Verstappen out first as Bottas was coming to the side of him. And it was actually an unsafe release. So Verstappen came out and they actually, uh, him and Bottas bumped into each other, um, which caused a little bit of damage. And unfortunately it caused Bottas to have a slow puncture um, on his rear left wheel, I think it was. Or maybe his rear right. He kind of got forced into the pits, the, the, um, the pit uh, straight, um, wall kind of on the other side so because Verstappen wasn't gonna yield that at all because he basically leapfrogged up um up a place which is you know impressive from him um in the meantime Vettel was so close to getting in front as well but he just missed out but um so Verstappen managed to leapfrog the place there they went round another lap and Bottas had to come back in, still under the safety car. So he did. He only lost one spot to Vettel in the end, and he had to change his tyres. And but what was interesting was that they put both uh, Mercedes onto the medium tyre, the yellow stripe tyre, and Ferrari, who got in, nailed the strategy from this point. They they put Vettel onto the hard tyre, and they also put Verstappen, Red Bull, put Verstappen on the hard tyre. And at this point. Hamilton and Bottas were both on the yellow stripe medium tyre, um, which at the time seemed like the thing to do. You didn't think anything of it. You're like, yeah, well, everyone's going to be on that, so <laughs> it's not a problem. But it turns out it was the wrong tyre to be on. It just wasn't going to last f until the end of the race because it was lap, I don't know, 14 or something when that happened. Um, so still a big chunk of laps to go, still like 60-odd laps. Um, and... So essentially what happened was Bottas, because he then pitted again because he had a puncture, they put Bottas on the white striped hard tyre. So he was on the right strategy now. And he'd lost, he was going to lose the place anyway. So it made sense to do it. So that worked out okay for him, I suppose. Um, in the meantime, Verstappen was given a five second penalty for an unsafe release into the pits, um, which basically means they released Verstappen from the pits as another car was coming along the on the on the um the pit road whatever you call it fuck I shouldn't know that um which you're not allowed to do so, and, and they had a little collision so <laughs> it was totally Red Bull's fault it wasn't really Verstappen's fault but so they gave him a five second penalty which I think in retrospect was about right because it he lost the place that he'd gained by doing that and unfortunately lost an extra place because he essentially went from P three to p2 and then to p4 in the end so it was yeah it's a shame but it 
it was probably the right thing to do rather than give him a drive through penalty or anything like that because because he wasn't going to pit again it was just going to be added on at the end of his race so wherever he finished whoever was in those five seconds of him would leapfrog his place essentially um so it allowed for reasonably exciting racing between him and Hamilton really for the whole race which is what made the race for me really so um especially once Leclerc was out because he was doing some incredible stuff until he had that little spin and um puncture and stuff so um hang on medicine break oh jesus so um so yeah that's kind of that set up the race and so there was like 60 odd laps to go um <coughs> you had hamilton out front but on the wrong tires you had all three cars behind him on the hard tire which was def which were definitely going to last to the end of the race so Hamilton basically knew he was on the wrong tire pretty much instantly. He was like, guys, you know, and his front left tire, which is a lot of the strain was on that tire because it's like a clockwise circuit. So you're always turning right. So more pressure is put onto that outside tire. He was essentially it was damaging that tire more and more and more because the, the compound he was driving on was slightly softer than the guys behind him he was losing grip so when he turned into the corners he wasn't it wasn't turning in as nicely as he would have wanted so he was getting understeer that's called so he was having to manage that and he was going to have to manage it for the rest of the race like 60 odd laps which is just incredible so there was just this tension throughout the whole race of is was he going to make it he couldn't pick because if he did pick he'd finish fifth or fourth you know depending on where gasly was um verstappen was as quick as him or easily quick enough, but couldn't get past because it's Monaco, and so Hamilton has to drive very defensively, and um, and it was just, and he was like Hamilton was complaining on the radio a lot. We don't know if it was showmanship and just to make things a bit more tense, but he kept coming on the radio complaining about the tyres, and I think Toto Wolff summed it up quite well at the end of the race where he said, you know, we're here for him to vent, and it's better that he's that he lets his anger out like that than maybe losing concentration in the race somehow or something. So he was just like, yeah, we, we made the mistake. We knew we did. He knew we did. But we had to deal with it. And they, they basically in the end just came on and said, look, Lewis, you got to, we know you can do this. We've got, you know, just got to do it. <laughs> so, um, and he did. It was amazing. And, and like, uh, how much, uh, sorry, v uh, Verstappen only made one lunge up the inside because he knew he had a five-second penalty. So he either had, he had to get past Hamilton and get a five-second gap to, to win the race. Um, and I think for me, he, he made the lunge a bit too late. He only had a few laps to go when he made this kind of lunge up the inside, just coming out of the tunnel. And it was never going to work. Like Hamilton was too quick out the tunnel for him to really have a chance of doing that. But he gave it a go and they actually touched. And luckily they touched tyres, so <laughs> it didn't damage Hamilton's rear rear tyre because that would have been horrible just imagine that Verstappen comes in charges him off gets a puncture and then you know Hamilton would have lost probably a top 10 because of that so but luckily he did it and he had two laps to go and he made it and it was all very tense and kind of sitting on the edge of the sofa kind of stuff so it was all very exciting um so yeah I mean a great race from Hamilton really good race from Verstappen um again proving what a talented driver he is um it would have been a, I mean it was a great race from Leclerc until he, he just made that tiny little error on in Raskas and caught his back wheel which sent him into a spin um 
So shame for Leclerc because obviously it's his home race because he, he grew up in Monaco. He's from Monaco. So um, shame for him. But I think that was just down to Ferrari's error in qualifying. That really messed up his whole weekend. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And in Monaco, when that happens, you just, there's nothing you can do. It just, once it, one thing starts going wrong, it's so hard to claw it back, which is, I think, what makes Vettel's drive even more impressive because. He obviously went into the wall in the third practice and had issues with the car balance and for him to qualify where he did and finish P2 in the race, that's very impressive and it's the first time this year that uh, Mercedes haven't had a 1-2. So this could give Ferrari and Vettel a nice little boost of confidence and a little boost of momentum um, going into Canada where I think they're going to be strong but I think it's, it's somewhere where Mercedes are always strong and Hamilton especially is very strong there so he, he really likes that track so um, yeah I mean in terms of the mistake in qualifying from Ferrari I mean they they held their hands up to it and they're very open and honest now a lot more open than they used to be which I think is really good um, but they need to sort their strategies out. I mean, I said this after the qualifying thing. They really have to get someone in who can make the calls based on the race and not just the numbers because that's what I think is happening. It's just no one's there making a gut call on these things. Whereas somewhere like Red Bull or Mercedes or even... Um, I mean, Racing Point are good at this as well, at making these kind of gut calls. And... Um, yeah, Ferrari just don't seem to be able to do it. I don't know what it is. Whether it's a fear of making a mistake, but yeah, I don't know. But they always seem to make the mistake. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, it's a tricky one. But I mean, you can't take anything away from the guys who did well in the race. And you know, it's, I mean, Vettel did great, and they got the they got the, the the strategy spot on. They came in, they put them straight onto the hard tires, and boom. Um, so they reacted as Red Bull did, which is what got Ferrari that result. So really well done from them in that case, I guess. So um, the other thing was McLaren. <laughs> See, now what they, for anyone below the top four, none of them should have come in to pit to do a pit, but a load of them did. Renault did, which was, a, so this is where I was going to get to after this. So uh, Gasly and Science. I don't think either of them came in to pit. Um, Kvyat, Albon, and um, Grosjean all stayed out on the soft tyres they were on and drove deep into the race. And um, Grosjean especially got into lap 40 or something on these soft tyres, which should not have been possible. So he drove really impressively to do that. Um, so that's really like hats off to Grosjean for that. Um, and I mean, the guy it hurt most, Ricardo and Hulk, and not Hulkenberg, Magnussen. I mean, he had a terrible race. He should have been up P5, really. Um, but Ricardo should not have pitted. They brought him in. And I think they even brought him in on the yellow tyres, not even the white tyres, the hard tyres. So, you know, he should have stayed on the, the red striped tyres and kind of matched what, you know, Red Bull. Well, Gasly and Kvyat, Albon, Sainz, what they were doing, because that's how they got so far up and did really well. And, I mean, for Ricardo to get up to P9, considering they fucked up the strategy, he was down in 13th for a long time. So he did pretty well to get claw back some places there. So, um, But he'll be disappointed because, you know, what was you know, potentially a P5 or P6, which is over 11 points or 8 points, turned into 
oh sorry, ten points or eight points, um, turned into two points. And Renault really needs some points at the moment. So yeah, that was a um for them that was a bit of a fuck up. So um yeah, bit of a shame, bit of a shame there. So um but science really great drive from Renault, uh, McLaren, Renault McLaren Renault. Um only a Kvyat and album for Toro Rosso again, got the strategy right, drove really well, you know, got a P seven and P eight, so that's, you know, a haul of ten points. So that puts them in a really great position. Um in the uh let's go just to constructors <laughs> constructors constructor standings at the moment. So um let's see so mercedes are well out in leads of 257 points ferrari 139 red bull 110 mclaren renault 30 points so they're doing really great racing point are on 17 points Haas at 16 toro rosso 16 so obviously they were on six and they jumped up to 16 in one race renault on 14 so you know it's so tight between five and nine you know in the constructors that if Renault had got that eight or nine points, you know, they'd have been up to fifth in the drive in the constructors and not a huge distance away from McLaren. So yeah, it's um they gotta sort their shit out. I mean it seems like the car's behaving better, engine's doing better, they figured out those problems, so that's good. But they really need to um yeah, now get the strategy right. So there's just so many factors they need to get right, and that's the difference between, you know, fighting for fourth place, which is what McLaren, you know, Racing Point, Haas, Toro Rosso, and Renault and Alfa Romeo are all fighting for. Um, and it's a difference between that and then Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. They they managed to get, you know, get the engine working, get set up right, strategy right, everything just working really nicely. So, I mean, Ferrari don't always get in that consistently, right? But um, I think they're going to get there. They will get there. I think they're they're much more open and honest this year, and they are progressing. And they've got the talent in their two drivers. It's a really strong driver lineup. So, um, but Red Bull are going to come for their second place if they're not careful. I don't know that they're going to be able to get close to um, to Mercedes though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's just have a quick look at the <coughs> excuse me at the driver standing. So you've got um, Hamilton's on 137 points. So he's extended out that lead from Bottas. So what was very close with Bottas getting a P3 there, that's got him a little jump. Vettel, uh, so it's 137 for Hamilton, 120 for Bottas, 82 for Vettel, 78 for Verstappen. So he's super close. Um, Leclerc on 57, Gasly 32, Carlos Sainz 18, he's doing really well, Magnussen on 14, Perez 13, Raikkonen 13, Norris 12 points, Kvyat 9, Ricardo 8, Albon 7, um, Hulkenberg 6, Stroll 4, Grosjean 2, and then Giovinazzi, Russell and Kubica will have 0 points currently. Um, I'd love to see Williams get some points this year, it'd be great if they could, but I just, I don't know. Hopefully in the next few races they're going to bring these upgrades. So hopefully that gets them a little bit closer. So <coughs> they're getting there though. They're getting there. Russell, as ever, is driving really well and he's impressing. He just needs a better team or he needs Williams to sort their shit out. So because I don't see he's just not going to get a drive for anyone else. There's no other Mercedes teams that would put him in their thing, and he's a Mercedes driver. So yeah, it's tricky. 
it is tricky. So um, let's just flick over to um, some comments. Um, let's see, hang on one second. So, blah, 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 Hamilton's tires, lots of people there. Let's see what they said, the top three. So for Hamilton, uh, that was definitely the hardest race I've had, but nonetheless, I was, nonetheless, I really was fighting with the spirit of Nicky. Um, he's been such an influence in our team and I know he'll be looking down and taking his hat off. I was trying to stay focused and make him proud that it's been the goal all week and we truly miss him. Uh, for Vettel, a tough race to manage and Monaco, something always happens. Max must have had an incredible stop. I saw them, uh, Verstappen and Bottas, touching in the pit lane. I wanted to put some more pressure on. I just struggled with my tyres. Not as badly as Lewis and Max, but mine were just not getting hot. So yeah, that was weird. So Hamilton and Verstappen were struggling with overheating of the tyres and Vettel just couldn't get temperature in the tyres. So maybe for him, the yellow tyre might have been better, possibly. It's just, all the cars are different, so you just don't know. So yeah, interesting. Um, Bottas says, it's obviously disappointing for me. I think the speed was there and I was feeling good in the car. It was small margins yesterday and that made today difficult. Max got me in the pit lane and left with no room, and then I was stuck behind. It was like a Sunday drive. Yeah, so frustrating for for um, Bottas, definitely. I mean, he really deserved a P2 today, but he was kind of the one that lost out there. Even though Verstappen did get punished, it didn't really then rectify the fact that Bottas got a puncture due to Verstappen, and he lost a place to Vettel. So it's a bit unfair for Bottas, but... Um, it could have massive implications in the um, rest of the season, those extra points you managed to get there. Because, I mean, it's looking like a 1-2 every bloody race <laughs> this year. But um, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But uh, like I said, it, it was an enjoyable race. I really liked it. Hopefully I've summarised that well enough for you. So um, definitely give it a watch if you can. I was sent to my mate at work to watch it, but he knew he won. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if it would be that exciting knowing the result because the reason it was exciting because he just didn't know if Hamilton was going to make it on those tyres. It just seemed like, you know, he could have gone off at any point because of the understeer or, you know, in the braking or something. And, or, you know, Max could have ramped him off the road, which he almost did. And yeah, it was just, um, yeah, I don't know. Enjoyable race though. I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, yeah. So there we go. Um, I think that's everything I can really kind of summarise there. Um, there's some there's some good articles in the BBC talking about um, Hamilton's drive and how good it was, and I think it was very impressive. But I think he was hamming it up a bit, excuse the pun there, um, to make it seem a bit more exciting than it was to make people think he was struggling more than he was. But he obviously was struggling. His tyres did not look good. His front tyres especially. Um, and it was very difficult having obviously Max Verstappen behind you. He's probably the most aggressive passer there is, apart from Ricardo. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a really great drive, really great drive. And I, you know, I'm I know I'm a Hamilton fan, but that was a great drive from him for sure. So, but great to see Verstappen fighting so close with him. So let's hope there's more of that this year. If if Red Bull can uh, refine their car a bit more and unlock the potential that I know is in that car then um, they've got the power, I think, now from the Honda. So it's just a case of um, getting that chassis sorted out and I think they're going to do really well. 
So yeah, let's bring it on. Canada next um, in a couple of weeks. So that's gonna that's always a good race. It's never really processional. You can pass there. There's a nice long straight on the back, so you get some good passing like that. And there's obviously high risk in terms of going into the wall and a few of the corners. So you can make mistakes and it can have very big ramifications and it's a bit rough and bouncy and windy and you know so that's that's going to be um yeah a fun one to watch i think so definitely tune into that so yes thank you very much and apologies for my croaky voice hopefully it's better soon um we'll hopefully have a social podcast this week if um assuming my voice doesn't completely go um so keep tuned in for that. We've got Vivid happening in Sydney at the moment. I won't be going because there's too many people and it's very annoying. But apparently a few people have gone in the week uh, during weeknights and it hasn't been quite so bad. Uh, my recommendation for you guys, if you're in Sydney, is go to the Tranga Zoo um, and check out the Vivid stuff there. Because I think it would be a little bit less hectic in the evenings because you need to get a ticket to get in and stuff. So um, the rest of Vivid's free, but... Um, I think the, the stuff in Taranga Zoo will be really nice. So give that. Um, and obviously, if you're going there, you're kind of supporting this really incredible zoo, which is, you know, massive, um, helps conservation massively. So um, so get down there if you can. That'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, so have a good week. I'll be back in maybe a couple of days if my throat can handle it for a bit of um, either some cultural stuff or a bit of current affairs and news and jazz like that. Um, World Cup's happening soon so I might do a little uh, podcast about predictions and stuff to look out for for that so this is cricket everybody so if you don't like cricket I don't know maybe it'll interest you and you'll check it out it's going to be a very entertaining World Cup though because high scores and extravagant batting and all sorts so if you're not into cricket or you're kind of on the fringes then it's worth checking out I think you, it's going to there's going to be some really um, entertaining stuff happening so yeah brilliant so cheers for tuning in everyone and we'll be back with another formula one weekend in a couple of weeks for canada and uh before that a few episodes on some cultural stuff and some i don't know gadget news and current affairs and all that jazz so thank you very much and we'll be back soon cheers guys bye